Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Alone Together, a coronavirus podcast. This is the podcast that sheds a light on the positive community stories coming out of the outbreak. We also answer your questions on how coronavirus is impacting our everyday lives. On today's episode, Alone Together looks at all the ways you can look after your physical and mental health during the lockdown. Coming up, I speak to fitness fanatic and gym owner Danny Peake on the creative ways he has transported his gym to the comfort of your own homes, even with the restrictions in place. So we do uh, live workouts, we have online programs that they can follow in their own time, through the chat we're offering nutrition advice as well. And I think most importantly, he's just still keeping that togetherness, what we have as a real community. And anxiety expert Joshua Fletcher offers his insight on how to look after what goes on in your head during the lockdown. We can do things to kind of positively distract us when we're inside, but also you can go outside, um, albeit listen to the government guidelines and do all these things. And if you're fortunate enough to have a garden, do that. You're not just trapped. You were just making a choice for your well-being and for other people's well-being. But first, we're only a week or so into the lockdown, although it certainly feels longer. During the government's daily briefing, Alok Sharma reinforced that businesses were supporting life-saving work across the UK and also spoke out to the banks, stating that it was unacceptable if any banks were unfairly refusing funds to good companies in financial difficulty. This comes after many smaller businesses claimed this week that help was not reaching them. Also, during the briefing, Professor Yvonne Doyle said that there was a concerning rise in motor vehicle traffic over the past few days and stressed the importance of staying home. We know high street banks are working really hard to support the UK through this period, including through mortgage holidays and increased credit facilities. Loans for businesses are also being issued through the COVID business interruption loan scheme since it came into operation last week. The Chancellor, together with Bank of England and the Financial Conduct Authority, wrote to the chief executives of the UK banks to urge them to make sure that the benefits of the loan scheme are passed through to businesses and consumers. And it would be completely unacceptable if any banks were unfairly refusing funds to good businesses in financial difficulty. Just as the taxpayer stepped in to help the banks 
back in 2008, we will work with the banks to do everything they can to repay that favour and support the businesses and people of the United Kingdom in their time of need. It is crucial that when we overcome this crisis, as in time we will, that businesses are in a good position to move forward. Times are tough, and we have harder times ahead of us. But I know that together we will pull through. We've got some great guests coming up on the episode, offering us their tales and tips. But first, Morven, I want to know, what have you been doing to look after yourself during this lockdown? So I think it's important for everyone to try and get a bit of exercise in their day. So I've got a dog, so I'm able to take her out for walks um, and also trying to do runs as well and um, trying to stay fit. But I've also been doing a bit of um, impulse buying. Last night I bought a coffee machine um, and the other day I also bought uh, some new Bluetooth headphones. So yeah, I'm definitely just buying random things, I think, just to kind of keep myself entertained. Uh, what about yourself, Matt? Yeah, I'm sure those online shops will be doing well now where uh, everyone's uh, kind of got itchy fingers uh, looking for what they can purchase to keep themselves occupied. I think much of the same, really. I mean, I, I live within a city centre, so I have to say I am missing the greenery um, of the countryside. But, you know, respecting... Uh, the government guidelines and going for my daily hours exercise, which is normally a walk um, around the city centre and then, um, yeah, doing home workouts and, you know, just doing what I can to stay as active as possible and doing uh, bits of creative. I, you know, I play the guitar, so doing that in the evenings and uh, cooking nice food, you know, trying to boost morale wherever possible, really, I guess. Yeah, very important to try and boost morale, I guess, and and stay positive um, and try and keep yourself busy as well. So we're not kind of, you know, thinking about things too much at the moment. That's it. Now, under the government's guidelines, you're allowed one form of exercise out in public per day during this lockdown. That can be a walk, a jog or a cycle, as long as you're exercising alone or with members of your household. With gyms shut down for the foreseeable future, these restrictions have left many people missing out on their workouts and the communities that have come from them. I spoke to Danny Peak from Peak Fitness Hub in Birmingham on how he transformed a physical gym to a virtual gym, helping people maintain their exercise, nutrition and friendships in these unusual times. Hi, Danny. Hi, how you doing, mate? You okay? Yeah, good, thanks. Well, so if you could just start by, um, by telling the listeners um, what it is you do, um, you know, what, what's your background? My name is Danny Peak, but... My actual full name is Danny Kerry Bertram. I'm the co-owner of Peak Fitness Hub, which is located in Birmingham, with my very close friend, Thomas. And the gym's been open for a year now. We hold group classes, uh, personal training classes, and also um, performance training with some of the athletes that we have. Um, I mean, a short background in myself is I played professional football from when I left school. Played that for roughly 14 years. After a short stint working with ex-offenders, which was a random one, um, <laughs> You know, my, my love was always for um, fitness and, and it, within that industry. So I went on to become a personal trainer. And to cut a long story short, five years later, like I said, myself and Tommy got to open our first facility. 
and what a success it's been from from what I've seen online and heard from from friends in Birmingham that that have been members of the gym. It's it seems to have grown from from strength to strength over the years. And you're in this huge facility with many you know loyal members. Um, so it's yeah. a great thing to see. So obviously we've we've kind of touched this on on previous episodes of this podcast where we spoke to people from the music and events industry. So you kind of fit within that bracket of these these public spaces um you know gyms across the nation have been forced to close for the the health and well-being of the public you've managed to to think fast and and step past this and um and keep keep your members going and and keep everyone in high spirits so if you want to kind of talk us through what it is that you're currently doing with peak and and where you are now it's a troubling time for everyone um but you know at the same time myself and Tommy and the team around us were still responsible for our, all of our members as well so you know this, this was their this is their gym this is the way they, they came uh, obviously most days um in with that they we have like a like a group chat so we know the importance of trying to keep them all happy and together they're asking you know when, when can we train or you know they were trying to do secret sessions and you know all that stuff just to stay active because that's what they're so used to so what we did was, fortunately, we already had an app that we used um, with our members for the gym. So what we did was literally just take our group classes um, to online. Now, don't get me wrong, we wasn't we wasn't prepared for it, it wasn't set up, but literally in the space of probably four or five days, uh, myself, Tommy, and the rest of the gang, um, we sort of like got down, sat down, and just thought, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to play it out? Um, so like I said, we do in uh, live workouts. We have online programs that they can follow in their own time. Um, through the chat, we're offering nutrition advice as well. Um, and I think most importantly, it's just still keeping that togetherness. Um, you know, a lot of people can just do a little workout on their own or they can go for a little run. But what we have is a real community um, where we talk literally every day um, through this chat. Um, the motivation's high. Uh, everyone's inspired. Um, no one brings any sort of like doom and gloom to what, what is going on in the world right now, which is obviously a big, a big thing. Uh, we just try and keep our spirits high um, and literally we're, we're sort of like gym goers that will all become friends and um, you know the community within Peak is, is unbelievable and it's, it's honestly something that I've never known before. Yeah so the, res- the response from your from your current members has been um, great so far has it? Absolutely yeah amazing absolutely amazing um, especially in a time of need um, when I suppose yeah they need us but we actually need them as well not one person has sort of like flaked away or pulled away or anything like that they've all been very very supportive they 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 make us do what we do um and vice versa no it's, it's a brilliant thing that, that you've uh, that you've managed to keep going and and, and if anything you know carrying on being as strong as, as as you are as a gym it's weird like as you say it's um we're sort of stronger than ever um we already had already had the unbelievable community but taking you know i suppose everyone's up against the battle and you show really He's really with you next to you, side by side, and honestly, our team, the uh, the community, community guys have, have have literally come up and yeah, they've kept us going. Yeah, definitely, it's, it's great. So, you know, the the situation that many, well, that we're all in currently is either working from home or or currently not working, but we're confined to you know often small spaces within within our homes or apartments, and so keeping active as, as best we can um, within within the space that we're in at home is something that can boost um, not only that you know your physical fitness or keep keep on top of your physical fitness but also boost a mental um, 
the mental side of things as well. Yeah. Are you tailoring your workouts to kind of home workouts? I, you know, I presume it, these are kind of like limited equipment workouts. And- so, I mean, one thing we did do, um, so like a thank you to our members who, you know, stuck with us and keeping their memberships running is that we give out equipment as well. Um, so, you know, this is, you know, thousands of pounds worth of equipment, but, you know, to our thank you to them, um, we said, okay, we all kept it the same. Here's a plate, here's a few weights. Um, if you want it, it's there for you. Whereas I know a lot of places, a lot of gyms have got like renting them out, which is fine, obviously, because everyone's got overheads and stuff. But I don't know, we just wanted to keep it really together. Um, we've already sort of like had a bit of bad news, then you don't want to have to rent it out and whatever else. So, yeah, we went down that line of, of borrowing it out, um, which again has worked really well. We've been able to scale our sessions down so we can take them online. And, you know, you touch on the mental health side of things, you know, it's so important right now to be staying active, to be to be making sure you're eating well, um, you know, to be going on those runs and just clearing your head. A lot of the, the sort of like the background of what we bring as peak of the gym is the mental side of things. It's sort of like if you if you're training well, if you're eating well, you know, your mental side will sort of like do its own thing and you'll you'll naturally become more mentally positive. And so, you know, right now in this crucial time, it's probably even more important. So again, we are pushing all that. Um, I think the help of the the scout classes is obviously keeping everyone sane, and that goes for us as trainers as well. You know, it's sort of like you you can easily just stop and you know put your feet up and and this that, and the other. But I think because everyone's pushing together um, and they see the, the positive side from everyone else in the group chat, it helps everyone. Right then, Danny. So you've already got the you know these loyal members, but you've, you're also starting your transformation uh, program. So are you opening this up to to new members? Can people you know if they've seen you online or if they've heard this podcast, can they can they then go and join join in on these sessions? Yeah. So as I say, we um we kept the community going with the members with the online training, but then in in the mix of all that, we launched a six week uh, transformation called the isolation transformation, which has been massive massive success. Um, we also ran a uh, free competition to win two slots on the um, transformation, which literally sent it, you know, massive, massively viral. Um, hundreds of people being tagged. So, yeah, like I say, it's running well. We're offering the live workouts in this, um, video calls, online programs, the nutrition, um, and also entered into our WhatsApp group as well. So you sort of never left to your own device. You can always sort of like message, ask any questions. You know, we're at, we're at hand um, the whole time. And then amongst that as well, we have our, just our normal online programs that any any person can join at any time. Um, as I said, it's six weeks started, but, you know, there's still a few days that you sort of like can get involved without getting sort of like left behind on something. Um, so if anyone was interested, just drop me a DM. Um, but alternatively, we do do online programs as well, which, again, you'll still get the same sort of like feedback and, and communication from us as well. Amazing stuff. Thanks. Thanks for that, Danny. I think what you're doing is great with peak, with peak fitness and, you know, You've been really loyal to your members and keeping things going in in these really uncertain times. Um, so, if you've got any advice out there to people that are looking to stay fit at home, is there any is there any kind of key things that you could advise people to do? For me, you just got to get moving. I think uh, most importantly, what I've realised and I actually thought about it earlier, people try and overcomplicate what they're doing, and it's sort of, I like these workouts. Sort of like do this for these seconds, this for these seconds, and, and in in the space of thirty forty minutes, they've done about fifty exercises and stuff. Now. On a normal workout, you would never do 50 exercises. So for me, it's sort of like simplify your workouts, maybe in- increase the sets or something like that. Running is unbelievable, especially for the, for the head, for the mind. Now, again, a lot of people say, I can't run, I can only do this. That's fine. As long as you're moving, walking, jogging, moving for 20, 30 minutes, that's fine. We all start somewhere. Um, and yeah, just get moving. 
Right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Danny. Um, really, really appreciate you joining us on the podcast and good luck with things in the future. No worries, mate. Um, really appreciate asking us to come on the podcast. Um, I hope it's shed a bit of positivity for everyone out there with their fitness and their, their mental health, with their activities. So, yeah, really appreciate it, mate. Cheers. One of the key words to come out of the coronavirus crisis is panic. People have been panic buying. They've been panicking about the pandemic. Our next guest knows all too well about the word panic. In fact, he's made a career out of it. Joshua Fletcher is a best-selling author and psychotherapist who specialises in anxiety. Joshua, who has written books such as Anxiety, Practical About Panic, and Anxiety, Panicking About Panic, also presents his own podcast, The Panic Pod. Alone Together's Dan McLaughlin spoke to Joshua Fletcher about how to look after your mental health during the lockdown. Firstly, I mean, I know you can't really go into specifics, but what sort of things have you been hearing during the lockdown? I've been hearing a lot of health anxiety. Um, so even from people who in general aren't that anxious or suffer from a diagnosed anxiety condition uh, where people are convincing themselves that they have the virus, uh, the main thing I hear is it's not necessarily the virus that um, that makes people suffer with my clients. It's their ability, their belief in their ability to cope if they got the virus. So I keep hearing a lot of, well, I know it's just flu and I might get that, but I'm scared that my anxiety might make it worse and suppress my immune system and it'll kill me. Uh, and I'm, they're like, well, no, that's not really going to happen. You're not really in charge of your immune system, funnily enough. Um, and no, anxiety and feeling panicky and anxious now is not going to kill you. Uh, so that's a very reassuring um, for people. That's what I hear quite a lot. Um, I also hear a lot of people with claustrophobia. Um so, you know, people that can't sit still, can't always doing something or constantly having a to-do list. So if you're listening at home, you probably, you know, if you're one of these people that constantly says, I should, I should, I should. A lot of people complaining about anxiety because they can't do, fulfill all these I shoulds that they make for themselves, um, like imaginary to-do lists in their heads and things. Um, so yeah, I hear a lot of that. Um, and just general people, because they've been, kind of forced to sit inside if some people have actually been kind of almost forced to look at their own problems you know i've actually have to sit down and think for a second what comes as a result of that actually here's something that i've been leaving i've not dealt with for years and now it's in my mind and i can't necessarily uh you know deal with it so yeah it's a multitude of things it's not just fear of the virus but it's it's um, it's it brings up a lot of personal anxieties for people. I found. I mean, it's quite a scary time for people, even if they didn't have an anxiety disorder. You know, lockdown is a scary phrase, and it can result. I, I've already felt it myself in some sort of cabin fever. What advice would you give to people who maybe are feeling trapped because of the lockdown? Um, the first thing I'd say is that you're not actually trapped, and yeah, the connotations of the word lockdown is. You know, it's like a prison, isn't it? It's like, it's just like a Foucault kind of phrase. It's like, uh, you're in lockdown 24-7. Well, it's not. I mean, you know, if you, you can walk out your front door and have a bit of exercise. You know, you, you're you not sat in an empty cell with nothing to do. Fortunately, you know, we can do things to kind of positively distract us when we're inside. But also you can go outside, um, albeit 
listen to the government guidelines and do all these things. And if you're fortunate enough to have a garden, do that. You're not just trapped. You were just making a choice for your well-being and for other people's well-being. Um, my advice is change the word lockdown as well. So it's a bit harsh, isn't it? It's like we're all staying inside for a little bit. You know, that's that's better, isn't it? It's like we're going to stay inside for a little bit until this all passes rather than lockdown, do not leave. It's interesting what you were saying earlier that people are actually addressing some of the problems now, which can be how do you, there's a difference between addressing some problems and then problems come flooding back in. What would you suggest to people to help them process those problems or those potential problems? Hmm. Uh, it depends what problems they are. Hmm. Um, if it's stuff with you, you where it's things from the past, some very personal worries, um, I would mindfully kind of sit with them for a while, kind of observe where they're affecting you, whether it's making you kind of chest tight or your stomach tense or your heart race a little bit, or if it's evoking anger or sadness, and take a moment to kind of sit with it for a bit, because that can go a long way into kind of processing things. Uh, for me, if something comes up, I'll sit with it. Um, if I'll cry if I need to cry. Uh, I'll be angry. I'll just acknowledge it for a little bit. But if you've noticed that it's there and it's waiting and it's sitting there and you can't shift it and it's kind of plaguing you in a sense and you can't shift it, I would always recommend either talking to someone who you trust about it um, or even talking to a professional like a therapist. Um, there's still a lot of stigma and taboo around therapy. I also thought that until I had therapy myself and I realised this is the most common sense thing I've ever done. <laughs> you know, like a, a person who doesn't know my life listening to stuff in a neutral, trustworthy space to deal with all this stuff I'm, hang, I'm holding on to. Yeah, that's a really um, kind of common sense obvious thing to do but to a lot of people it's not um so yeah if things ever do come up be very kind to yourself acknowledge that okay i've put these feelings have probably been on the back burner for a while and you know there are options you could do and talking through it is, is is a great one don't just keep it to yourself well that's the thing you know we were talking about people processing a lot of the issues to themselves but being in lockdown for a lot of people means you're in lockdown with other people, whether that's friends or family. And that can be quite a testing time for people. Oh, definitely. Um, I think anyone listening, like, you know, I love my family and stuff, but I think I think people are mostly irritated by those close to them. It was really interesting. Um, I was reading about misophonia the other day, which is, uh, the phenomenon when you can't stand certain noises. Right. So when I hear people eating crisps loudly, it just makes me really, really angry. And But apparently misophonia is worse if the person who's making the noise is someone you're close to, which is really interesting and actually applies. So I have a joke with my mum, and thankfully she stops doing this but if my mum eats crisps around me i said i will murder you and she'll go <laughs> and she starts laughing um but it's interesting because because i love her and because i'm close to her um i'm sharing a space at the moment with my partner so we're both trying to be mindful of kind of because she suffers with misophonia too it's like you know stop doing that stop stop eating stop drinking so loudly stop really you know but it's about kind of acknowledging that you have these 
kind of tolerance limitations. You have these triggers that, that you wind you up. Um, if whoever you're staying with, whether it's family or partner or whatever, it's nice to kind of verbally contract what you can do to make each other's lives a bit easier. And it all ties into something called personal boundaries. You know, personal boundaries are something that you iron out with whoever you're with in whoever's in your space and just going through what's good and not good and what works for you and what doesn't work for you and whether you need space or whether you don't or there's a certain time of day where you need some quiet time um you've got to manage your universe because your universe has been made very much smaller than what it was a few weeks ago so just make sure whatever you put in that universe is conducive to your well-being time boundaries being uh, a major one Again, it's that conversation, isn't it? You have been more open, being more talking to people more about it, being more honest about things. Yeah, rather than being passive aggressive and, and whatnot, which, you know, um, I can't say I've been perfect with my partner, <laughs> but we've been make, we've working on it, which is what's, what's what, which what, you know, that's what counts. Yeah. Are there any, so we'll talk about the importance of conversation, but are there any exercises or activities that you can do? on your own rather than talking about it, whether it's physical exercise or a physical activity or a mental activity, are there any things you would recommend? I, when I work with anxiety in particular, I don't really use techniques and stuff because what that ultimately I'm, um, uh, I believe in kind of exposure when it comes to kind of any negative emotion. So the brain can process it and then also acknowledges that it's not scary or a danger. Um, so if I was working with someone particularly with who struggled with anxiety, I would say, do what non-anxious you would do and commit mm. to it. Because as soon as you react to an anxious response, you're, te- the, you're teaching the brain that being anxious itself is a danger. And that's not no, no good. And most people that come to see me or they read my books, they're in that place where they have been tricked that their emotions mean something in that environment. Um, if it's anxiety doesn't quite bother you and it's just a maelstrom of emotions and things like that um do things that kind of engage your calming nervous system i think this is really important we have um two sides to our autonomic nervous system and the one side is called the sympathetic nervous system and I always remember that because it's ironically named. There's nothing sympathetic about it. Uh, sympathetic nervous system is that thing that kicks in our fight or flight response, our stress response, our anger response. Um, and that's fine because we need it to get through stuff that's stressful, whether it's work or a difficult time. Um, but there's another side to the autonomic nervous system called the parasympathetic Uh, So imagine it, through your nervous system, there's two little wires going all the way through, from your skull all the way through your spine into your muscles and bones. The first side is the sympathetic, which I've told you is the fight or flight, engage with stress, and that's the one that really makes us feel like pants sometimes. But the other side is the parasympathetic, and that's the one that we get from relief, from joy, from rest, from eating a nice meal, from relaxing, from having hot baths from listening to music that we like, from doing all that. So my advice is don't neglect your parasympathetic nervous system and do what's good for you. For me, I'll lie on my bed and listen to a nice podcast, probably one of yours, Dan, (laughs) and I'll listen to some music um, 
and suddenly it feels bliss. Uh, last night I had a nice meal. I just sat there and just mindfully like, oh, that was a great meal, you know. Uh, don't get me wrong, I was worried about something half an hour later. But there was a nice balance. And that's why my nervous system, balance it out. So to summarise, during this lockdown, if you've got any, any issues, any worries, don't neglect your parasympathetic systems. And be, be open with conversation, whether it's through therapy or through family. Set yourself boundaries and just generally look after yourself. Yeah, that's a good summary. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um... Be very, this sounds cliche, be very kind to yourself. There's a lot of people being frustrated, not just with the situation, but with themselves. You're allowed to do things, you're allowed to have fun, you're allowed to do stuff. I was playing the games console yesterday for like four hours, you know, and other people are like, oh, I couldn't do that. I was like, why? What else are you going to do? Thank you very much for your time, Josh, and you yeah. stay safe and look after yourself. Thank you very much, Dan, and all the best. Thank you. And that was anxiety expert Joshua Fletcher speaking to Alone Together's Dan McLaughlin. Now, if you have any questions of your own about the outbreak and its impact on our everyday lives, you can send them to us on social media. You can tweet us at laudablepods or search for laudable underscore podcasts on Instagram. That's all for today's episode of Alone Together, a coronavirus podcast. Thanks for listening. So stay safe. Stay positive, stay informed and stay tuned. This has been a laudable production from the newsrooms of Birmingham Live, Edinburgh Evening News and the Manchester Evening News. You can download Alone Together wherever you listen to your podcasts. But for exclusive, interactive, immersive content, download the Entail app for iOS and Android. See you next time.